Our second reading for this morning comes from the Gospel of St. Luke, the first chapter, verses 26 through 38, and it can also be found in the middle of your bulletin insert if you'd like to follow along. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him to the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. And then the angel departed from her. Here ends our reading. King David is, like each of us, a complex character. He was as humble as he was bold, as rash as restrained, and as devastatingly destructive as he was beautifully creative. In the midst of all his missteps, as the story goes, he was gifted at overcoming great odds. Just as he had defeated Goliath in his youth, he was also able to unite the kingdoms of the north and the south of Israel and Judah and liberate his people from powerful oppressors. All of this success, as the people understood it, was made possible because God was with him. He had received favor by the Holy One, and the resulting blessings and protection would extend to the people of God. Finally, they would receive rest from their enemies, and the house of David would be sure forever. The Annunciation of Mary, this proclamation of her pregnancy by Gabriel, is infused with the promise carried with the people all those years. The angel Gabriel was sent by God to a virgin engaged to a man of the house of David. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and God will give to him the throne of his ancestor, David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, 
and his, of his kingdom there will be no end. All of God's people, from all the tribes of Israel throughout time, are remembered in this promise. And there was a time when they wondered about that. A time when the temple that David dreamed of and that Solomon built was destroyed, and the house of David, symbolically linked, also fell. What of their peace? What of their justice? What of their freedom of oppression? The books of Samuel, which Jeff read from this morning, were likely written over a great span of time, with parts added during the Babylonian exile when the ancient Israelites were unsure of their future and of what to make of the promise given to their ancestor David that his house, that their house, would have no end. Listening to this morning's excerpt from 2 Samuel from that place, Remembering with his exiled descendants the height of David's reign when he had just settled into his literal house for a moment of rest and first began dreaming of building a more permanent house, a temple for God. There is a gentleness toward the people and the response God gives. God was okay without a cedar house. When the temple had become compromised by foreign powers and there was likely some question about God's continued favor with the people, in God's response to David, they are reminded that God was happy to tent among them, to move with them from the very beginning, in the garden, throughout the exodus, and even when David first dreamed up the idea of the temple. God was pleased to tent. God was right there with them, happy to be picked up and carried, and would be again in a tent, in a stable, in a child. There is room for the holy in the vulnerable places, not only when we are victorious in our pursuits, whatever they may be, tidy houses, attending or putting on moving performances, being out the door on time, quaffed and stunning, joyful with, throughout the seasons of parties, well-mannered, no tears. My mother tells me that when she teaches her Sunday school, teach, her Sunday school children about Advent and the coming birth of Jesus, She teaches them that we can find our story in Jesus' story, that Jesus is not so very different from us, that Jesus was a baby, just like we were a baby, that God uses small things too, not only the great, that there is room for the holy in our vulnerable, unkempt places. These past weeks, I have had the treat of hearing about all the dreaming and organizing of our children as they prepared for our first Christmas pageant in decades. Along with the frenzy of gathering all the costumes, finding angels' wings, 
sheep's clothing, what is a pageant without sheep, and deciding on headdresses or crowns for the wise ones of the East, came the sorting out of who wanted or would be willing to play which part. I was particularly tickled by their discovery that Joseph and Mary had no lines. By Juliana's unexpected request to be a camel, and the attempts that followed to make her dream a reality. How fortuitous, we thought, that baby Hugh's arrival came right in time for the role of baby Jesus, and so sweet that Ella could be the donkey. I hear my mother's lessons anew. Jesus was a baby, just like we were a baby. God uses small things too, not only the great. There is room for the holy in our vulnerable places. As today drew near, I've been resting in gratitude that the children are helping us remember that this story is our story, as it has been for the ancestors of David throughout time. In the behind-the-scenes preparation and in the pageants like this morning's, we play out the story on our way to realizing we are living the story of God dwelling in our midst, in our humanity, quaffed and stunning, able to overcome great odds, and tired and in need of being carried. I have been with you wherever you went. Thus says the Holy One, your God. Amen.